Welcome back for another episode of Lead with Purpose podcast with me, Shishin Young, where we talk about purpose, marketing, mindset, and how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business. Hey, super excited to have you here today, Rachel. Rachel, um, we have been here before. So for those of you who have not met Rachel yet, Rachel is my first circularity expert of 2024. This year, I'm going to dive in much deeper into circularity as a topic. So I'm really excited to be talking to Rachel today. Rachel is the founder of Circular Earth and Real Circularity and also author of the same book named also Real Circularity. Welcome, welcome, Rachel. Let's talk about circularity. Yeah, thank you for, so much for having me on. Um, it's always really great to speak to you. Yeah, I always love talking to you. So um, I had a little bit of thinking or pondering over the holidays about sustainability and the kind of value that I wanted to bring onto this podcast this year in 2024. So generally, I talk a lot about um, sustainability, but I decided this year we're going to talk much more about circularity because I believe that probably we can't achieve real sustainability without circularity and, you know, more circular business models. And since you are within this space, so I just wanted to ask you a few questions about your thoughts about circularity, what that really means to you and also how to implement it, um, because I know that you've got a sort of an, an ecosystem incubator where you actually work on this quite actively. So first of all, can you just tell us what circularity sort of means to you and why you believe it is important in that kind of bigger picture of sustainability? Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that you sort of uh, use the two words together, sustainability mm -hmm. and circularity, because you can have circularity and it be unsustainable. It, we find it's really important to kind of make those distinctions in the first place, right? Um, our work is very much whole systems perspective led. So we're not just dealing just with the product. We're dealing with how that fits into the larger macro. So you can zoom out just like an eagle and be able to see how that product, how right down to the button that interacts with that whole system, both sort of, um, you know, industry based level or your your brand level right through to that inter industry layer and how you could work that new value into different industries as you go along. Right. And then how that all interacts with uh, your bioregion and then ultimately the world. And essentially, we see circularity as being a thing that constantly creates new new value or, or um keeps the value perception of the things that you're creating, whether you're turning it into something else uh, or whether you're pushing it back into a different industry, it's still creating value um, for, for, for all of those sort of um, nested systems. Um, and we often think it's quite sort of, okay, we can just kind of get this circular and, and, that, and that'll be fine, right? Mm. But there's so many nuances of creating that circularity with, with um, inside of that whole system's perspective. Okay, what mm. kind of things are going to um, happen to the water? Not only when you're procuring it, 
but in its next use and in its next use and in its next use. <laughs> yeah. So you really have to look, I guess, the idea is that you look at everything that gets affected by, let's say, water that you are procuring, what happens through production, what happens after that, and what happens with the water on the bigger scale outside when it goes out of your your drainage here, where does it go? And look at all of that. And the Together, use perspective, that, you know, the, yeah. when you're a user, what mm. happens then? What mm. particles come off of that, right? And 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 what kind of toxins are going out into the world at the same time, right? Mm. So for us, it's far more about all of the areas that this is going into next. And from that design expert, uh, aspect, being able to design in every part of the use cycle whether that's first use next use when it moves into either evolves into another product that you might have designed in the first place for it to do so and then what's next after that right um so you're constantly thinking of this evolution of the thing that you're holding on to we also have to think about this in terms of the economics because creating in this way is is not a linear process it's not like let's create all of this stuff so that we can get margin over time uh, and we'll get someone to come back and order our thing again right you have to make that product be able to work for you as a business over time as well so what i mean it, it sounds really complex mm. and i'm sure it, it is very complex mm. So I just want to go back to a point and then we go more into how we build this business model that actually works in a minute. You mm -hmm. also said before that circularity, just because it's circular, doesn't mean that it's sustainable. Can you mm -hmm. explain that a little bit? How can it be circular and not sustainable? Because you could still, you could take something through either a fast circular process. So mm -hmm. uh, something that goes back into the system too fast when it hasn't had its longevity. So say, for instance, you turn a plastic bottle into uh, some fabric, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's a process that's then created something that um, doesn't potentially have that kind of longevity, right? So, so you're creating something for that's unnecessary and doesn't have longevity unless you are creating it and, and this is why we always say context is everything unless you are creating something that is going to be a, a a single use item and then you have to go okay what kind of things am i going to make that out of so it has to be best fit for each per each purpose right mm. so you can have fast circularity you can have circularity that's technically circular but then on the other aspects of the whole system is using so much co2 uh, it's traveling back all the way around the world to be reprocessed right or it's being reprocessed into something that's still a degenerative path and a lot of people think that recycling is circularity but recycling generally at the moment in the systems that we have degenerates that I, that thing so that it doesn't keep its value right so yeah you know uh, we there's unsustainable ways of creating this thing these things yeah that's quite interesting because I think you mentioned now clothing or plastic bottle into into clothing is something mm -hmm. that I often get asked about when I go mm -hmm. out and talk about this topic and they often say, well, plastic bottles like polyester, recycled polyester or turned into clothing, is that sustainable? My answer is always no. 
mm-hmm. for those for the reasons that you you just mentioned um what are your thoughts on that when they take let's say a plastic bottle and turn it into clothing and that kind of breaks the cycle or the life cycle of the plastic bottle which could have regenerated into another bottle and I guess that is a good example of degeneration as you describe it right 100% right like so always say to people what's the best thing to do with a plastic bottle is to Mm. turn it back into a plastic bottle if you can because you're keeping the same value add with it right or better still creates a longevity plastic bottle that lasts for a very long time and then is turned back into a plastic bottle or something of the same sort of level of of value and integrity is it possible in an ideal situation to create a fully sustainable circular product in your opinion so how far do we go like you say it is just that fast circularity doesn't really work because at some point it becomes something that is the value is reduced or degenerated now how do we go through that process is it possible to create a circular model that is fully circular and yeah share share some examples I'm just really so these interviews really to explore ways to make this happen on a bigger scale so and I we will talk a little bit about why it's also failing we see a lot of these projects also fail and why that is failing as well so first is it possible um i think it is and fully circular i really think it is um it it takes a bit of concept work to to be able to show that this actually works and that's what we do in our in our work is not just to theorize and and say theoretically yes we can do this we actually want to actualize uh, the ideas that we're doing that that's a lot what we do in the incubator is to have people come together to collaborate on these concepts ideas right um so there there are people out there who are creating uh, regeneratively right and 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 regenerative and circularity to me uh, are are kind of uh, married yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like that there's a regenerative path that things can go through so we've created for instance something called sanja stories where we have a regeneratively grown uh, cotton that's completely rain-fed, that's hand-woven, so there's no um, CO2 involved in that processing of it, right? Um, That's then uh, cut and sewn, and and it's been designed to have a longevity. So the, the knee panels are modular. They come out when you get rips on the knees and you can put new knees in. And that's designed into the system. So longevity is designed into that, right? And then um, at the end, because it's monofiber, it is potentially uh, applicable to mechanical circularity once you find the correct processing people to do it. Or it can be chopped up and home composted, right? Because it's naked. We don't have any dyes on it, even natural, right? So it's completely naked, no no nothing, not even any processing chemicals. It's got at best a herbal wash on to keep this soft, right? And we are also creating that the customers become a community. They become a part of this, this brand themselves, 
and they show us what they do with their gene do they give it do they pass it on do they swap it do they keep it forever do, do they come into one of our natural dye workshops and learn about the best natural dyes to use because then we have another thing where not all natural dyes um are, are, are sustainable right so we're going to be doing a big project around like all of that depth and stuff mm -hmm. so it is physically possible to create this we then need to create the economic functions to do that right and that might yeah. be adding in different um different revenue streams that are ne not necessarily about the product that could be could we create a festival around this could we create uh, a membership around this right could we create product for service something like mud jeans already do you know do, how does that work but a lot of this stuff is that in our experimental stage in terms of even in the business system to be able to prove that and to be able to do that in reality and so that that's kind of an, an example of the growing idea that we've sort of created as a concept and an actual physical thing that you can see mm. and then to to grow that as as we go right it's fascinating it, it sounds amazing and it sounds like you say it's doable yeah but it sounds really difficult from a business point of view pricing point i'm concerned about mm. like it's always an issue like when we try to do these things it always comes down to price because of the extra labor and all of these extra things. We can talk about that in a moment. And mm. also scalability of this. So can we maybe quickly talk about some other projects? And we come back to this one. I quite often see a lot of people experimenting with circular models where there is higher or uh, more regenerative brand or you know like there are so many different ideas out there and people are experimenting but quite often they fail both in implementation and also in the receptiveness of the customers do you why do you think that is do, do you think people are ready for this is one question that I'd like to ask you because it's essentially a rethink of how we consume and also rethink in how we run business. So are people ready? And why do you think that a lot of these experiments, so to experiments have uh, are failing around circular um, business models? Of some, some of them are more successful than others. Yeah, I've exactly. Seen a lot. I've also seen a lot of them like getting in there trying to do this, but actually could not do it as a business. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't build this this system that we have already without a lot of failures, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like everything is going to be like, oh, circularity will all go towards that. It's going to be an evolution over time, right? Mm -hmm. And some will get adopted and some won't get adopted. But the idea is that then we have this kind of collective intelligence of what works and what doesn't and be able to kind of be, be able to move into another space. I often say it's like kind of, having my feet in in one in each side one in this economic system and one in the regenerative future that we are creating and and we as as regenerative and uh circular practitioners and and um, you know experts or whatever you want to call it right we're almost like building the bridges mm -hmm. for then everyone to start to walk over right so i think that there is an interest in it for sure in the customer base but it's it's not um, something that's that that everyone knows about, right? <laughs> Even when I go and speak to my students, 
sometimes no one really knows what sustainability is, let alone circularity. <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> but we have to be able to start doing these experiments to 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 forward that future. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. that that's on a micro level right through to a macro. I don't care like what business size you are there's something you can do in this yeah, yeah. and like, I guess you have to go through those same processes and I like the idea of you saying that you need to have one foot in the current economic system and one in the future and building that bridge and I guess that is what you are doing in the ecosystem right in in the incubator because how do we make it work because our current economic system really doesn't support this other more regenerative, more circular approach to business yet. So how do we build that bridge? I know what, well, through experimentation and everything that you're doing, but have you got any processes in mind that actually that we all need to implement in our businesses towards a more circular approach in business? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my my sort of main focuses is looking at how we can do things more in collaboration, more collaboratively. Whether mm. you're a micro business coming together in the incubator, which is is set for that kind of thing, or whether you are a larger corporation and you have trouble to be able to sort of say to your stakeholders, hey, we really need to do this and invest whatever into it there's going to be many businesses that are going to need this kind of uh, kind of experimentation right so you could say well let's come together to co-create that instead you're all going to need the same kind of fabrications the same kind of um you know applications maybe sequins and buttons and zips or whatever right um so you can as as um, many different businesses spread that risk spread the cost and be able to start implementing it together in a in a sort of more streamlined kind of way right um mm. and that's not saying that and also we've looked at this and started to structure it to say actually then you can reduce your over production right because you mm. can as one say i can commit to x amount of stuff and um reduce reduce that sort of aspect of it as well right so share the r&d share the share the moq share you know the the collective intelligence of that it will forward on the conversation and it will forward on anywhere that is producing stuff already or doing doing that work um and be able to help them forward their innovations really great example is um i think there's a company called suck um that are have created a way to regenerate poly, poly cotton and turn it back over and over to the same level of value um mm. but what they've done is instead of trying to go to all of these different companies and say okay we, we've got this thing uh, they've actually just shown that that they've collaborated with a, a a beautiful designer and created something you can physically see that works right <laughs> and yeah. then be able to go right now you can see that this works it's possible we've modeled the system in a small agile way and we can get that then into the next scale value right mm. um, also collaboration it needs to be scaled either right <laughs> and like some things might yeah. be stay uh more local 
and and a lot of our work is around looking at locality and and supporting locality um staying things things staying in the locality more so than uh, having a centralized approach as well yeah so i guess it's um so collaboration is key as they say is one thing yeah. and I quite like the idea of having a localized system versus a centralized system as well, because that is why we're facing all these issues in a way mm. in this current economic system, because it's also centralized. Now, maybe it is just about um, thinking about success differently as well. It goes back to that story as well. So what is a successful brand mm. um, for you? Maybe, maybe it's not about selling masters and masters which is more the fast fashion model that we are trying to sell as much as possible as quickly as possible so in a more regenerative business model how does that look to you what what would you define as success i think success comes in in many um ultimate ways like i can i can see that we could measure it depending on what we want as people Right. And there's going to be different levels of what that looks like for different brand sizes, for different people. In in our world, when we've created Sandra Stories, or for instance, I'm going back to that one because it's like yeah. one that's actually kind of there. The people that have come together on it, they're you yeah, they're actually able then because of the brand to showcase their respective businesses that are are not just that business. So they're able to then position themselves and say, well, I've worked on this project. So therefore getting more business with other people, right? So mm. it's not necessarily just what the product creates. It's what that can that product can create for your other businesses as well. Mm -hmm. So I see that there's interlocking of businesses. So um, that's, that's really sort of, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, I think we look at, quite often we look at success in numbers and that's why we are a little bit in this kind of pickle that we are in a little bit within sustainability when we're talking sustainability can overproduction or selling masses and masses of volume do you think that selling masses of volume can ever become sustainable if we our approach is uh, circular i'm just asking that question i'm just trying to kind of explore this topic um, around it to see how we can make it work on yeah. both an economic schedule and also more um, systemic, systemic as well. I think it goes back to the the feet in the two different places. Mm -hmm. That there will be a future world that 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 is is more in equilibrium. But we need to be able to retrofit what we've got right here to be able mm -hmm. to kind of build that bridge towards it. Right. So I really do think it's not going to be just about that overproduction part i really think the overproduction part will reduce and we will be thinking about depth in sales for the right products right so you'll create products that are right fit best fit not kind of um, something that people are not wanting right like especially with the new 3d tech and tech and i'm really like a tech advocate as well if we can actually showcase hey this is what we want to create who wants to be involved in it. And I think that's a key thing, right? Especially with what we're doing as well is kind of getting the customer to be part of that decision-making process. Okay, so we're gonna create this, who's gonna to commit to us as being a part of that 
business part of that business in a in a way mm-hmm. like as a customer mm-hmm. right and saying mm-hmm. yeah, we can do it. so you can create stuff without even having to create uh, masses of samples go and create a whole bunch of production that then just get sits there and this this happens whether you're building a sustainable brand or whether you're building a, you know a non-sustainable brand everyone has dead stock issues um and and stuff sitting in their homes right because because it's it's not necessarily been tested or or gone out there um yeah so i think there's something around kind of streamlining what we do and make sure that whatever it is we're doing is valid viable useful uh wanted that the thought to longevity that then has some kind of economics embedded into the next use cycle for that that originator because the originator can keep their almost their ownership of that thing as well and be able to then uh, add value systems to it over time as well Mm. there's like a plethora of things yeah do yes i could talk about this for hours I know. It, it's, it, it's really really complex and i can't um yeah so it's for someone who hasn't done this this is new to them mm. how would you explain to them what it is because you know so much about this i also know quite a lot about it but sharing it to other people who is not in this world like they created something or they want to run a business they're like what is circular what does circular mean and regenerative what is that can you just simply like simply explain those two key uh, those words for us um, for those people who are not aware because we talk about uh, degeneration region regenerative circular models what is that like i say i think circularity is is a is married to the regenerative and when we go back and look at the old texts that, that actually our book is based on which is cradle to cradle but before that something that many even sustainability consultants have never seen which is something a book called our common future our common future was commissioned by the i think the eu or somewhere like that right um but even though it's like really dry and honestly it's, it's, it's there's a lot to read there a lot of it is about regenerative processes like um relocality like de- decentralizing not only the where we produce things but also the economics in each place mm-hmm. so that we go back to not necessarily going back to the past it will i think be a hybrid approach anyway simply it's really hard to simply. say it's like <laughs> it's so complex and i think yeah. what's happened is many places have tried to simplify this mm. and we can look at a drawing and say, yes, we have the natural cycle on this side and we have the technical cycle on this side. Okay, that's easy in 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 to see it, right? You're like, oh, okay, I can get that. But in reality, that butterfly diagram is a, is a butterfly closes its wings and the natural mm. is in the technical and the technical is in the natural. Mm. And we have to get that. That's a regenerative sort of thought process that, these don't things don't operate in isolation. This is not simple. This is not simple. And this is something in the regenerative side that we start to look at how can we emulate nature? How can we create our things 
in the similar way, right? Mm -hmm. Money at the moment or economics is 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 not a part of that natural world, right? Mm. So we're often seeing simplistic drawings or Venn diagrams of, you know, uh, economy, um, the, the social systems, and you know, uh, and, and and ecology, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all nice, and we're all balanced, but we're not balanced at all. In reality, that economic bubble is overtaking all of those systems mm -hmm. and so we have to balance that as well um and that's the over time kind of regenerative emergence that will happen so i haven't answered it simply <laughs> so it, <laughs> it isn't simple and that's why you kind of yeah. need like a lot of minds to start to um start to work with these principles um yeah. for instance like we've, we've really gone into um coaching and 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 our academy uh, because there's people inside businesses that are really wanting to look at this but their business um heads are ne not necessarily there yet so there's an interest from people who are on the ground in businesses don't particularly want to have to leave their jobs to go and find a circular business and there isn't many out there to go and join right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but to actually install that this is not some kind of elitist, you know, thing that, oh, I'm a, a sustainability expert and or I'm mm -hmm. a circularity expert. This is something that everyone needs to get and apply to their daily lives, to their work, to what they where they're producing, how, how they're working, how they're working with the other teams. You know, that, mm. that can also be separate separated quite a lot. So mm. to install that we start to have a reconnection. Mm. Regenerative as well is, for me, the first step is that reconnection with mm. each other, that we're not different islands as people, <laughs> or as businesses, or as micro-businesses, or large mm -hmm. businesses. Mm -hmm. We can actually start to, to flow together a lot more. I really like that. I, I think the, the idea of reconnection in a way simplifies this because I think that is what it is all about is reconnecting with the systems, humans, brands, businesses, and actually just reconnecting people to this earth that we're living on. I guess exactly. that is that as well. We're so far removed from this place that we're living on because we are chasing other things. So I think reconnection yeah. works. I think that's a good word that we can summarize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, completely. Well, like if, if we're looking at it simply, that's what it is. Yeah, right? being able to get that you're reconnecting with each other and you're a part of the earth and whatever you are creating in this world is a part of that. Yeah. Uh, and how is that going to, how are you going to create continual benefits? Mm. Like, like if you look at, a, a lot of regenerative is about kind of looking at what, what happens in nature and trying to to kind of see see our uh, metaphors around it. So we use a metaphor of a bee, right? A bee goes out and finds um goes and finds the flowers and takes the nectar and gets it back and creates the honey for the hive. But it in its being a bee, it creates a benefit that it doesn't even know about. And, and that's called pollination, right? It goes and creates continual benefits just from being a bee. And mm. nature does that naturally. Like in a tree being a tree, it not only creates nutrients for the ground, 
um, it harbors, you know, mycelium. Mycelium are kind of a, a, a with that, and it creates habitats from space for squirrels and birds and whatever, and and insects and things. It breathes in carbon dioxide, CO2, and um, breathes out oxygen. So it's continually creating this these benefits just from being a tree, and that's essentially what we need to do with all of our stuff that we're creating if we need to create that stuff right if we're creating the stuff let's create stuff that creates benefits if you're creating shoes let's create shoes that when you walk that the actual particles that come off of it become a benefit to nature they're seeds maybe that go and create you know flowers and whatever you know stuff like that and to think that way you know um yeah, that that's the key to start thinking how can I create something that in its existence is creating not only is is being less bad you know yeah. a, a lot of places are saying let's go to net zero well I didn't get up this morning and say I'm gonna go for zero today right <laughs> the actual way is yeah. that we're we're looking we want to have a beneficial day or we want to have a beneficial life yeah we want to create abundance yeah that's what we need to look at the bit that we're not seeing okay we can go less bad but we want to become beneficial as as a human race and as so a human race who is inherently creative that's our joy because we've actually we've got the difference that we're we've got these brains that want to create all of this amazing stuff and has created all this world amazing that's amazing we can actually now create it with good intentions, with beneficial intentions. I love that. That is really beautiful and a good way to wrap this up, I think. Yes. Now, Rachel, if I want to find out more about this very complex topic, where do I find you? What can I do? You've just written a book about this called Circularity, uh, Real Circularity. circularity. That is available on realcircularity.com yeah so we it's um uk you can get the uk pod we have had to use amazon because there is Mm -hmm. international course and there at the moment is nothing that um is parallel to it um or you can download the ebook as well um and we will probably be getting simon to do uh a a a a, um what are they audio yes oh brilliant you can definitely look at our book um at realcircularity.com uh you can find me at rscan.com and all of our businesses are linked to rscan.com as well okay and are you working on anything currently rachel that we should be aware of because i'm really excited about finding more about your work and the way you think about things it's very different to how most other business owners or coaches talk about business and i love it um, so I, what are you working on at the moment that we need to be aware of that we can follow and take part in? Yeah, I mean, you can look again at realcircularity.com and um, you can find out about our academy, which is what I was talking about earlier on to train um, entrepreneurs um, or even teams, right? Um, we have an evergreen course coming out that uh, you can fit around your own time and and, and stuff. Um, so that will be coming out towards the end of April, but is now on a special pre-order price. And then on the 21st of June, we'll be doing a Real Circularity Summit where we'll be inviting 
or have invited some very high um, high up people in circularity, which I'm really excited about, but I can't tell you who they are. They won't let me tell you yet. <laughs> is this an online summit or is this yeah. a real life? <clears throat> no, this is going to be an online summit because... And generally, the people that we work with are international mm-hmm. uh, are in the US, uh, obviously UK, EU and into India and places. So we, we want to be that to be able to be uh, open to everyone. Brilliant. OK, so whenever have you got the link to that already? Uh, yes, we have a summit page okay. already. It's, uh, it's only just in the starting point, but it should be linked to the realcircularity.com. OK, so I'll put all the links in the show notes anyway. So people go and find Rachel go crazy about circularity, implement it in your businesses, do what you need to do and just be a bit creative in how we can reconnect our businesses to this beautiful world that we're living in. So thank you so much, Rachel. That was a fascinating talk. Um, Yeah, it's great. So all these talks are really for us to, uh, there's no perfect solution to this. So it's very much about just exploring different ideas and different ways of implementing it into our current system so thank you so much for sharing your ideas and thoughts on this Rachel thanks for having me it's always been fun as ever (laughs) thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope you enjoyed it and if you would like more tips ideas and thoughts on how to launch grow and scale a purpose-driven business and also hear from other purpose-driven entrepreneurs about their journeys please follow the podcast and remember, lead with purpose.